Hey Logo Geeks, it's Ian Paget here. I'm back with another podcast that's created to help you make a living designing logos. Today's episode is sponsored by The Perfect Match, a game where designers submit mood boards created using Adobe stock assets. And if your mood board design is chosen, you will be featured on Adobe's monthly live streaming game show with other talented designers, art directors, and creatives where the winner goes home with $1,000. It's totally free to participate in The Perfect Match and by simply submitting an entry, Adobe will give you a gift for your time. To learn more about that and to enter, just visit theperfectmatch.co forward slash logo geek. So if you're into film like I am, you may have seen the 2019 Joker movie, a psychological thriller directed and produced by Todd Phillips. Well, this week on the podcast, I'm joined by the designer of the logo for that film, a guy called Chad Danieli, who created the distinct letterpress logo for the Joker film. In this interview, we discover how he got the opportunity to work on that project, and it was very much being in the right place at the right time, and his absolute love for letterpress and how you can also get into that too. So let's just get straight into this. Here is the interview with Chad Danieli. So I'm really keen to talk about the Joker logo because that's probably the one piece of your work that I really know. But something I'm keen to do with this podcast is basically find out how different people make a living creating logos and it seems like you have quite a different story to a lot of people so um i understand at the time of creating the joker logo that you was working at an agency called elastic is that right elastic yes freelancing yeah so can we talk about everything that happened prior to that so like how you got into graphic design at the start yeah 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 that would totally um kind of it almost kind of uh is how I got to where I am. So, because whenever I was like um, around sixteen, uh, I I was in I was into really just like metal music and extreme sound stuff, you know. And uh, I went to um, I, w- I would just find myself hanging out at the local uh, uh, fanzine, like free free music magazine that that covered music because I wanted I wanted uh, free free CDs and stuff. If you if you did reviews, you could do you know you could get the free stuff. And then um, eventually I, I realized, oh, wait, I can do my own fanzine. And um, with just, I had a like a Xerox machine and wax machine and stuff. So you could do paste up just like kind of like the old way. And uh, I just fell in love with kind of the, um, just the process of touching, actual physical, physical touching things. Um, and that kind of translated, you know, and then eventually around 18, yeah, probably about 20, I went to Art Center and... Um, I kind of drugged that sort of mentality to with me. Like it was, you know, to be tangible, you know, but I also really love technology. So I, I never, you know, I, I, it's, it's not like a, I'm not a Luddite or anything, but it's like the, you know, just uh, the hand feel of something, the, the way it, you know, it just, I don't know, just how it's messed up, how it, how an edge or something is kind of wonky or, or something. Um, I don't know. It feels more human. It connects mm-hmm. like on a level of, um, I connect to, to flaws, you know, so, or something that's different. Um, and, uh, and then, so eventually then I, I made the art center that was around 98. And, um, that's where I, uh, I, I, I found, I found letterpress there. They had a studio and, uh, I don't know, there's just some, for someone who's so like me, who's into technology, really, you know, I had, I had a computer since I was, it's like 19, the first, I had the first Mac. My dad bought it and was like, I don't know how to use this. You figure it out. And um, so I was like, you know, I was heavily into the first wave of technology and how you can manipulate it and have fun with it. Um, Photoshop 
2.9, I think, or 3. Everyone was excited because you could have two layers. Um, <laughs> so when I went to Art Center, you know, the, the, the letterpress studio was kind of like a place where I could just go and just experiment. It slows me down, too, which is what I kind of sometimes need, like um, playing with the shapes, the form of, of letters in their physical form. Um, I don't know. They help the creative process. Like they can pull it, when you can slow something down and not do 10,000 versions of something, it kind of makes you, cause I can kind of, I can get over my heels and kind of just start to like, blah, 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 you know, just do way too much where you're like, whoa, whoa, bring it back and, uh, slow down, <laughs> mellow. And, uh, and, and <laughs> so I had to devise a, a really large, um, metal object like the letterpress machine to, to put in my way to slow me down. And, um, Kind of just be okay, you know, just see what happens with them. Also, just yeah, you know, it's there's historical elements about it, but I don't get too much into that. Um, and uh, and then from there, I went to I started freelancing around uh, various places for like Nokia and uh, you know MTV, VH1, mm -hmm. that stuff. And then landed at NBC for and I was there. I was that was the only full time job I ever had. When I said full time, you know, just like. Uh, staff uh um was at nbc and um i think i realized i after i was there for 10 years and that was too long for me um not in a bad way just uh, i realized I, well yeah 10 years is a long time i know at the last company that i worked at i was there 11 years and it's um you you, you go through a lot in that time so i understand it yeah. too long <laughs> yeah you get um and i i, I kind of it was also uh, that's where I learned I, I didn't uh, the, the things about freelance was that um, you're constantly changing topics and it helps with that. you know so because you're like always doing for another client another client another client whereas when I was working in house at, 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 a, at a shop it was just that product you know NBC everything was NBC branded and um, you know it kind of gets eh, it's gonna get monotonous and boring because you like. So it's fun to freelance because you can just be like, oh, here you're doing, you know, this project or this project or this project. And you're switching a couple times a day, just doing, you know, different, um, different topics. And it kind of, I don't know, it kind of uh, cross pollinates my, my brain to get excited about stuff and stay excited about things. Yeah. And, and that was, um, that, 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 that made me realize, no, you're freelance. I'm, that's my, that's, uh, so that's, I get the best results. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I find it really interesting um, hearing you talk about your work, especially when anytime you you mention anything about letterpress, I can feel there's a lot of passion there, and and you like the whole analog aspect of it, um, yeah. which is really interesting. But I, I just wanted to ask, so at that role that you got with Elastic, uh, you were doing animation. <laughs> so yeah. how how did that side of it? come on board because it seems like you had a real passion for letterpress but yep. ended up working as an animator yeah um so how, how did you get into the animation side of things yeah that was uh yeah because so whenever i was um at at, at art center they, that was like the first class where you could um do motion design and again my my love for music was always like it's always there like i, I yeah. still yeah uh, and so i was like oh putting graphics to sound and I, that was that was really exciting to me like you could um so i kind of just uh i spent a lot of just hung out with a lot of you know the animation um people in in the lab and and it was it's something that you can do as a constant like everyone needs promos everyone needs you know um you know whatever they're working on and then uh so it's, it, i don't know it, it's i don't know why i like animation it's just fun it's um and also you know it also gives me when i'm freelance i i you know you get booked to say as, a, as an animator and then you know you, th those are usually a lot longer um jobs like you yeah. know month or two or three and when there's downtime uh which is how the joker happened um you know they're just like hey want to work out stuff here you go and i can always just it's always about just kind of just keeping you know like just the uh, energy creativity kind of the, the neurons yeah. going you know and stuff and, yeah uh, and so, so so am i understanding right it's, it was basically primarily you you was there to do animation but from time to time because you have the skill set they'd give you the occasional graphic design job oh yeah yeah definitely it's um 
on, you know, it's like, oh, downtime, cool. Hey, Jeff, we got this thing and this logo type projects. And you're like, oh, cool, because I can just you know, do a bunch of versions for them and put yeah. them to the deck, you know? And, and so, so, yeah, there's that. Okay, so I want to focus on the Joker logo and we'll see where this conversation goes. But I find it really strange, right? <laughs> You're hired as a freelance animator for the company and the company get, I I think it sounds like a big client. It might not be for them, but to me, you know, to get a project like the uh, Joker film, that seems like a huge deal. And I, I don't know how many graphic designers they have within the company, but it seems really unusual to give that to the animation guy that does logos now and again. So yeah. how how did that happen? Was it was it just you working on it, or was it a whole load of people that ended up working on that project? And and uh, because it was quiet for you, you ended up working on it as well. Uh, there was I think there was only like three three or four people sure. on it. It was kind of at the time it was a uh, um, it wasn't. Definitely as big as as it was as it became, but yeah. um, you know they're just uh, they just needed versions of logos. You know, um, it was um, he's got downtime, so and and um, but sometimes I do get called just for that as well, just doing logos and stuff. Um, so we we know that you're at the agency. We know that you occasionally do logos. There's a uh, three graphic designers in the company. How did a small agency like that manage to get that? project as a client do you know the yeah. story behind that at all well that's also what i, I uh, really like about um uh, studios like elastic where they, they have like three or four divisions so they'll have um elastic is is mostly like uh you know animation graphics for you know um commercials film stuff like mm -hmm. that then um they have a52 which is the color department so they you know they do colorizing and flame work and so for Lots of for a lot of uh, features and stuff, they'll they'll actually do colorizing, and then and then they have uh, their their trailer department called Jacks, which is the they just they cut trailers, and so right. within the same compound are these three are these three are these three studios under the same tent. So so I kind of I really like that where you know people it it has a I don't want to say a hippie compound, but kind of like a yeah you know, like um, there's places just filled with creative people and so you have jacks downstairs was like oh we've got this joker trailer they're really good at editorial really really good that that's their their thing is how to you know so they get the footage of joker and we're you know cutting it together and you know they they kind of um not not that graphics are i don't want to say secondary to them but mm -hmm. uh it's they're good at editing and making a really great trailer that trailer you know was amazing and then they're like oh we just need you know, we need some we need some type and logos for some some cards for 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 their idea so we came and uh watched a very rough edit um i actually didn't i only got like i think five minutes scene yeah like it wasn't even it wasn't even you know anything full it's just kind of like here's what it kind of looks like and so we have the compound people are like oh it's there's a very cross cross pollination going on like you have the the editors and you have the people who shoot film and then it's graphic designers and animators upstairs and so it creates this cool synergy kind of thing, mm -hmm. and um, so when they they hit up for the Joker, it was it was originally just I think internal. It's gonna you know, and and once they showed um, once they showed uh, Todd the the director, I guess he was like, nope, that's the logo. That's that's how that's how it's to be. Oh wow! So so in reality, the agency wasn't actually hired to create the logo slash identity for the film. It was just the trailer, um, primarily the trailer. And you guys were creating. If am I understanding it? It sounds like you was just doing something as a placeholder. Maybe is that right? Yep. No, there's no, no nothing that's wrong. Crazy. With <laughs> and, and so yeah, so so that's like that's that's why it's really interesting to work uh, at places like Elastic or there's several other studios that do that where they have their different departments that they're really good at. You know, and they're like, hey, hey man, can we get some can we get some logos and some stuff to make our trailer so when they present it, you know, it looks full and complete so when we you know and then we showed them and then they they they, they put them in the trailer and once todd saw it, he's like no that's it don't touch anything that's the finished logo and <laughs> so yeah i i would till the very until the trailer was released i didn't 
not that I can't believe, like in a sense of like, yeah, but I, you know, things in Hollywood are constantly like updating every second. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like, they're like, oh, they chose your logo. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Like it would probably, you know, it'd probably change. I, I thought until they came out and I was like, it did not change. That's as, probably, yeah, really good for your career, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I've, I've done, um, I, I, I did an episode, it was probably about a year ago now with, um, uh, one of the Pentagram partners, Emily Oberman, and okay. she's kind of, they, their, their team specialize in this kind of thing, you know, film, uh, movie, uh, branding and, uh, uh, the, there's a whole process to it, but this, yeah, th- this is, really surprising i wouldn't have thought that um a project like this would have come up where you're just you're it's not even like your main job you're given this awesome project you think it's just temporarily um going to be used and then you sit on the big screen uh eventually that must be mind-blowing right (laughs) uh uh, very yeah it was was really cool like it was uh very uh yeah that was really cool to see the type really big on screen that was that was crazy to see the trailer. I I I I was uh, I was like, oh, that's so rad. It was very exciting. <laughs> cool. Nice. Okay, so I I think we should go into the nitty gritty deal details of creating this. So you've been given this project. Sounds like a number of people are working on it. Uh, what what did the process look like? Am I understanding right? You watched the trailer, create some stuff. You all sat down and just started or was there more to it than that uh there was actually very (laughs) very there's like i said there was very little information and i i I do honestly believe that's actually a good thing i want to say that in quotes sometimes yeah like um because like with say like uh, logos per se um corporate logos uh they're very they're very worked over uh you know very methodical and very um there's a very, it's very structural. Uh, and so whenever it comes to entertainment stuff, I found I, I like, cause it's, it's, um, well, they don't, they don't, they definitely don't mind. And they actually probably prefer like stuff that's a little messed up looking a little like rough. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and they're usually just type treatments. Um, it's more, how does something with a lot of entertainment logos, it's more about how does something feel, yeah. which is sometimes, um, in, you know, corporate logos, Sometimes I feel kind of frowned upon the way my process, which is how does something feel? Like I, I'm, I'm very uh, uh, how to communicate something without it being like obvious or sort of very yeah. worked over. It's kind of something uh, like I really like the Japanese wabi sabi um, um, methodology, where something is you know. So so um, in the entertainment industry, it has it, it is more it it allows mu- a lot more room for I have just emotional expression yeah. uh, over say um, doing a brand guideline about how a proper something logo should, you know, the, the size, the everything it's more, does it feel right? And mm-hmm. um, so I, I, I find the difference between the two um, really interesting. I, I, and I do, of course. So the entertainment industry is definitely better for experimentation, open for, for more sort of, um, you know, because it's only there for what, uh, you know, six months or a year. And well, yeah, they, they it, it, it doesn't need to be timeless. It Correct. doesn't have the constraints of needing to be versatile. You know, it's going to be either really big on posters or really big on the screen. Um, and, you know, you can use current trends because the film is generally of the moment anyway. So uh, if it ends up looking of that generation it doesn't matter uh you know an 80s film is always going to be an 80s film and you kind of want it to look that way so um so yeah yeah, you're right it it just doesn't have the constraints or anything like that when working on a project like this yeah so i i I think i'm better in in that area of little little emotional uh, expression in it and noisy and does it feel does it feel the way it's supposed to be yeah. So what? So what? Ty- I um. I I did read that you did like sixteen different logos. You probably had more ideas than that. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing you were sat at your computer, right? So how did the whole letterpress thing come up? Was was you doing that elsewhere, or did, does the agency happen to have a letterpress in their uh, studio? 
No, no, that's that's stuff I, I bring kind of uh, I bring just from my own, you know, from home. Uh, and yeah. it was like, so I kind of, it kind of stemmed from how I work with it in when I'm printing. Um, so what I'll do is just, I'll do type sheets that are just spe spe specimen sheets of, you know, of the actual thing and just scan them in and then load them to Dropbox. But how the process in the, that, that morning was like, they, they were like, kind of like, well, we don't know much about it. Um, here's like 10, five, 10 minutes of some stuff. Um, they're, it's more contemporary it's they, they didn't want they didn't want anything jokey like in the sense of like kind of you know the 60s uh, yeah like all the like, comic book stuff yeah they didn't want that you know whimsical fun type because you know naturally that's where we would go you know kind of like let's yeah whimsical yeah and i agree fun, you know and that and that's really fun but it's saying something completely different um and so that's that's kind of their only kind of thing was like let's not go into into the jokey area and that that's literally it when i say that, like but I actually enjoy that, that whatever. Sometimes I get panic attacks about it, but also at the same time, it's, it's like, well, no one really knows. It's like, okay, cool. So we're just going to go into the sandbox and play. And so, you know, I think I was just like, I was like, oh, I got some stuff in my Dropbox from Lightpress, pull it down. I'll just, and I just call them like, I like these things, like they're kind of like type cardio experiments where I just like really quick cardio kind of. And so it just to get myself going, I'll just start playing with type. Like kind of how I would on a on the on the press where you just start you know so I'm like cutting them up and bringing them in and overlaying and that was uh, the first one I did that which is which is so funny it's always it sounds like some sort of <laughs> like terrible from you know, oh it was the first one and and you shouldn't didn't have to go any further but I just kind of put it I put it away you know I was doing doing that it's like cool that was like basically my coffee was to play with the type <laughs> from you know that that I couldn't change the form. Because I, I try not to change the form too much with with letter with my letterpress stuff, meaning you know, cuts cut elements out. I just kind of like leave them kind of just there as they are. So I I play with them, see what shapes I really uh, what fit together, you know, and, and just do a bunch of those. And then and then I put then I put that in my you know my my, my folder to share. And then later, just I spent another two two days on um, just doing traditional vector stuff. That was. They were they, they they weren't that good. They were okay, um, and just you know the vector ones. I kind of I think I led with more of the vector stuff, and then followed with 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 just sort of the putting in the the, the letterpress stuff at the very end, and and they were just like, nope, that's it. Let's do that. Like, mm. awesome. <laughs> and then I had to quickly like, do I have the full type character set? Ooh. You know, and ma making sure I had all, all those elements, but it, it was, um, so basically it was like just coming from just, uh, playing with type. Like I, I just, I really, I, I just, I just enjoy playing with type. It's, uh, it's like, uh, you know, if you do, you know, in, when people, crazy exercise people, you know, they do their cardio, I'm doing my like, Hey, where does H fit into this eye? And I can put these things and it just feels, it's fun, uh, to, to see what shape is being made third shape you know second third shape within the form when you pull back oh what about over here because so i kind of stopped seeing the shape as letters yeah more just like kind of like you know um just um just structure and so yeah. so so i started playing with those but the the, the letterpress i mean the, the the traditional vector stuff was was you know they were, they were fine they're pretty safe actually i think i um but it was, and, you know, everyone kind of did, we all kind of did very similar uh, things. It was, um, since we didn't have a lot to go on, it was, it, it, we, I, think, I think a lot of the other stuff was that we, that I had done was kind of on the, on the conservative side. I can send you some stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. I, if, if you are able to share it, I'd, I'd pop it in the show notes if, oh, cool. if you're allowed to. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see that. Yeah. If you can, if you can follow up um, after this conversation and send that over, I'd um I'll put a link in the show notes because I'd I'd love to see that uh, cool. different versions if you're allowed to share it anyway, um, yes because it'd be interesting to see, uh like different different directions you took it and to compare and it's like oh um, I, I, hopefully the hopefully the first thought is oh I can do that too yeah and uh, it's like I, I think exactly definitely yeah it's one of the reasons why i've been enjoying doing this podcast is because even when you speak to like the most famous people or, or the people that have worked on the biggest projects actually it's all very relatable and to be honest anyone that has 
um, some element of creative talent, they can do any of these projects. It's just more about being in the right place at the right time, especially with this project. This feels so random that you're an animator. You do like when you got some downtime, like if you was, if you had, if you was busy doing animation at that time, you wouldn't have got involved in this project. So the odds of you getting this project are so slim. It's uh, a, it's mind blowing. And you would probably have to tell the story over and over and over again, because I, I think the Joker will go down as a cult classic and yeah. you'll probably be asked about it in 20, 30 years time, just because I, I feel it's, there's something about the the logo for the film that seems very iconic and you probably didn't even realize it at the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, I honestly, I kind of feel like a, 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 I can fan out and geek out with people on it too, be, yeah. because there's a part about it that, of the, that I really enjoy about letterpress is I kind of, I step, I step aside and I, and I, and I kind of let the, the, the letters kind of do the work. So in a way I can be, it's funny, I can be a fan because I, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily, it's not that I don't think it's me, but whenever it, it's kind of like, I'm a, these, these, this is beautiful too. Well, I, you didn't know how it was going to come out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it was, it was an element of, I can, I can kind of stand back and kind of be like, I, I, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of that, that printed typeface too. It's uh but it was, so whenever it comes to, you know, normal, you know, fonts or something, it's like, um, if you were to make you, if you're, or a logo that you were like, you, you, it's hard to step, it's hard to step aside and see objectively. Yeah. So with, but with, with my letterpress work, I, 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 I feel I can step aside and kind of be a fan um, because I kind of feel like it's, it's not fully 100% me. There's something happening between the machine and the letters that I could be like, I know it's magic, huh? I, I, I don't know what to say. It's pretty, you know, yeah. yeah there's a, there's a fanness too, that I, I can, <laughs> I can enjoy as objectively. Cause it's really hard for a lot of times when I make logos is to be, um, objective. So yeah. I start, you, we always bring so much of our, um, Oh, the dark, the dark negative thoughts about, Oh, you soccer, you this or that. Oh, like, yeah. Gonna, I do that all the time. <laughs> like, I, I think every single time I send a, um, uh, a presentation to a client, I am just waiting for them to say, we hate this. <laughs> yeah. I said, I said this before on the podcast, you know, sometimes that does happen, but it's very unlikely. Yeah. Most of the time they do absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, I think all graphic designers have this element of doubt it's... and uncertainty and, uh, Yes, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's an interesting that, that, one. <laughs> that, that that voice I've, I've had to uh, I had a long relationship with in my head, like where I, I I don't I don't I actually try not to pay it much attention. Yeah, it's well it when seems... when you know it's right and when you know it's good, you yeah, you yeah. know you're aware of that. So why do you have these doubts anyway? It's it's yeah you you do have to switch it off sometimes. It it, it really hasn't. Um, probably and hopefully for a lot of people the issue is which is like it, it that that voice that negative voice um hasn't ever really done you any good like uh you know it it just kind of stops you from releasing things like you know because you're like i'll make stuff and then never release it because i'll tell myself it sucks and you're like but no one ever saw it how do we know and so yeah. i've had always just like kind of kind of just squash that voice because and, and i have to actively do it it's not it's still to this day like you know it's not it doesn't come natural to to to, to, to squash the voice down of, of of you know self-doubt and all that stuff it's yeah. i guess it has a, i'm sure there's a there's a purpose uh, but i think it's kind of maybe stays around too long well and, yeah i i think um as graphic designers, if you was always happy and always confident about what you were doing, you would never improve. Yeah. Because you, you need that seed of doubt that what you're doing isn't good enough. And that's there and it drives you to keep learning, keeps drive, driving you to master your craft. And I think if, if people didn't have that, they wouldn't be good graphic designers because you wouldn't have the drive that you need to get really good. So I, I don't know if every single person in the entire world has this. They probably do. But I, I think it's graphic designers all have it because we have this drive to get better. And it, it unfortunately means that we would probably be never happy with our work. <laughs> Which is actually really important to, to get comfortable with. Because yeah. like that, that I, like, I realized like it's, it, 
realized I'll never really like, they say like, you know, it's like sort of like love, it's everything I've ever, uh, something I've ever done because you always see the issue. So I just go like, that's cool. Like, I, like the, Jogo, the Joker logo is one of the first ones where I've been able to be like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm really okay with that. Like, and it's like, it feels good. It's got therapy. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah. Is is that because See, it was made with letterpress and you feel like you didn't create it? <laughs> yeah, in, in a way, I think so. Yeah, That's there's. A, it, yeah, I I do try. Yeah, I have a sort of process. I try to, to separate. Um, I, yeah, I create like a just like a separation between so I so I can actually be a fan of it. Yeah. I, I, I interrupt this interview for a short message from the sponsor of this episode, The Perfect Match, a game where designers submit mood boards created with Adobe stock assets and earn your chance to play on a game show to win big. As designers, we pitch good vibes and great ideas through visuals all day, every day. But how well does our design communicate? Do clients and higher-ups really understand the work we put in front of them? Well, let's find out. Test your skills by assembling a brand-inspired mood board with Adobe stock images to the perfect match. And if your skillful product is chosen, you will be featured on Adobe's monthly live-streaming game show with other groovy designers, art directors, and creatives where the winner goes home with $1,000. It's free to participate in the perfect match. And if you submit an entry, Adobe will give you a gift for your time. To take part and to learn more, visit theperfectmatch.co forward slash logogeek. That's theperfectmatch.co forward slash logogeek. So now let's get back to the interview. Going back to the process, okay, so you made it sound simple, like you you just opened up Illustrator, you grabbed these amazing letters. Yep. Okay, so there's there's more to this. So I assume at home you have a letterpress um, yes. in all the equipment, machine, whatever. Um, are you are you pressing these and scanning things? constantly to keep a to to create a a database of letters and images and stuff oh yeah 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 i definitely have my um so yeah usually whenever i get a a new type specimen i'll just yeah you find them ebay or you know friends they'll be just getting right set so i'll just i'll just bring them in um whenever so i just kind of have a process where i'll just i'll first i'll like identify them and then just lay them out print them in various different states like so this is where you can get <laughs> this is where this is where traditional uh, letterpress people and me kind of our paths kind of separate well, I, I, I don't know uh, anything about it so keep going i'm i'm oh. really curious <laughs> oh well, well oh no because like um I, um i was it i'm not a as people would yeah, they're a fine letterpress printer like they're a fine printer like i'm like ah i'm definitely not fine like like uh, so 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 i'll bring them in and i'll bring them set them out on my you know on the press um and and just sort of like treat them in different ways um different states of noise or textural and and whenever you you know whenever you roll your you know when you roll you know your paper over it it it's it's it just picks up so much noise or different Things, anything of the, the of the face uh, in letterpress, uh, any dent indentations or noise or something, it's amplified. You know, just mm-hmm. like something like like on the K and Joker. Like, <clears throat> I never saw that gash. Like whenever I was printing it originally, I didn't see it until I scanned it. Um, yeah, because the gash, because the gash. Now I can see it whenever I do look at the you know the actual forms. But there's usually you know just if you just rub anything across the top of the letters and just kind of you, you can you can damage them which i usually love uh, so, <laughs> you know in that k that is in in the it looks like it's so intentional because it looks like um someone's been violent you know it's got it and that slash in that k is what does it and it's yeah. only in that k and uh it looks like you put a lot of thought into that but in reality 
it was just there and it was it just was, the byproduct of a dent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another K, there was another K in the set, but it just didn't look as good. So I stayed with, yeah, with, with that one. I mean, I, I again, yes, whenever you, um, someone, someone brought up and I, I, I think that's cool that someone was like, oh, it looks like the gunshot um, from, from the movie. And what's it does, funny, yeah. it was, it was and, and what's funny is like, I, I hadn't seen that part of the movie. So it wasn't there, but at the same time, like, cause I'm not trying to like, just, you know, kind of like, Oh, it had, it had no meaning. I, I mostly it was to me, I felt it was like more about, um, scarification of sort of a soul yeah. or someone's darkness. And, mm-hmm. and so it was, you know, it had it on the, you know, of scarification, but I didn't see the, you know, I, I hadn't seen the part with the, where you know, the gun, the guns and stuff in, in it. So I, I didn't know he shot someone or it was like, and, um, so that was there. I, I felt it, it wasn't that it, it wasn't exactly that, but it was more about just how what a scarred human being and kind of a scarification of his like person was like really, really emotionally out there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it there. Just keep all of the flaws, the lobby, you know, kind of like, yeah, I always come back to lobby sobby where you, you know, you just, uh, you appreciate and give reverence to sort of that, which is just is and sort of flawed and, 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 and I, I felt, you know, that that kind of it, it, it felt correct whenever yeah. whenever I saw it. And so when so whenever I'll, I'll bring in um, you know new, new type and I'll do different you know press runs with it to see and look at it and stuff. And then and then I'll just bring them home and just um, because that's that's how I usually start uh, start a printing run. I'll just start to I'll do a first. I'll just do something normal, which is like you know doing type specimens like you know the Joker stuff. So I have drawers and drawers and drawers of different type that, that, I, that I have and then and then later in the day of printing I'll, I'll start to do my experiments I like to do you know I'll, that I put out in like um on Instagram just sort of reprinting on top of things and that's kind of like where I get to see things happen and um and then I go home and scan scan stuff so okay <laughs> but but uh, but uh, did, uh, did that explain is there oh about, yeah, it did. It, did. It, it 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 totally did. I just have way more questions. Um, oh, yeah, okay, great. so great. right, lots of different questions here. Let let's focus on first of all scanning. So you're obviously aware that you are going to potentially use these in some way. Um, you had the opportunity. So in terms of scanning, are you just doing it on like. Um, a normal piece of paper and then just stick it sticking it on a scanner yeah. like if, is there any tricks to scanning this in any special way or is it just literally just just highest resolution best. and hit and scan yeah, highest highest resolution as possible and then and then i just keep those on, on hand yeah, and yeah. Then just uh and, and 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 you can treat those in ways they can communicate in several different ways. So yeah, it, it's actually a pretty simple process. The, 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 the part that isn't simple, I guess, is the actual letterpress part, which I always forget people don't know about. Yeah, uh, we, so we always... can go into that afterwards. I just wanted to ask, yeah. so when you was actually using that, so you've done a high resolution scan of A to Z, mm-hmm. you picked out the letters for Joker, put it into Illustrator. Are you doing like... A live trace or something, oh, or are you just? Oh yeah, no, that was no, no. Um, yeah, that was it was it was it was uh, specifically, um, the Todd, the guy, the director. Um, what I what I've heard was like it was to not be it was to not be digitized. It was to be left as as it was in Photoshop. Like so, because I think we we tried to redraw it, um, and it just you know just again, I, you know, a person can connect connects with vectors in a way that they don't want a Photoshop edge of, yeah. of something. Um, so when it, we kept trying to, to redraw it, it just, it just kind of cut everything out. So it's yeah. like, nope, it, it's to stay, it's the same Photoshop and stay live. So everything, so uh, yeah, I got to rescan everything in it. Like, 4800 I think yeah I was gonna say I, I, yeah, I was gonna say because you you probably didn't consider that these were going to be used on like ultra um, 8k um screens and projected and, and, and t- I don't know how t- big t- each letter would have been like three meters high or something ridiculous yeah, yeah. so yeah, you I, I I guess you put the the original mock-up together just using reasonable quality scans and then are, are you saying that you needed to rescan them all once yeah. it was agreed yeah, yeah. Once we realized I had to get, you know, they, they were going to need, um, uh, they were going to need the full, the full set, 
of letters and everything, everything at high res. Then I pulled everything in, repulled, rescanned everything. And um, it's a good job you still had the original um, uh, letterpressed versions available because you probably wouldn't be able to uh, recreate it in exactly the same way again. Correct. Yeah, that's always that, there. There, there is always there. There's always a sense of panic when that happens because you're like, oh god, did I have? Because it, it is. It's true. Because like I, I have. I think there's 15. I have. Uh, that day they made those was way back in I think 2016 or something. Um, I had like 15 or 20 specimen sheets from that state, meaning like how everything was set up. So yeah, um, and they all they all have. They're all re- relatively close, but they all have uh, somewhat different uh, tones in them, I guess I would say. So, so yeah, that, 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 that part, but, but luckily I had it all. So it's all good. Yeah. That's uh, wild. Yeah. So, so you're basically every set that you're buying, you are um, cataloging. Yeah. Cataloging, keeping the originals, scanning them, keeping them on Dropbox. Yep. Why, why are you doing that? Are, are you, are you keeping that so that you can create, artwork with it is is there a reason for doing that i guess it yeah i mean i i guess it uh would make it's i guess i guess that's just of what can i bring to a project or what can i what mm-hmm. you know what can I, what what's my voice or what is my you know what makes me um what makes my work different and i, I can i can say i i do like to to go in that in that in the area of, of letterpress feeling of texture and even if it's and even if it's i'm not letterpress i you know i'll, I'll pull in you know textural stuff for letterpress maybe and treat yeah. a logo treat a treat a treat a treat a type a typeface in a way that you know um can have some communicate something through the textures that i've scanned or created or you know even if just even if you just take a logo and run it through your xerox machine about 25 times you'll eventually get something really beautiful yeah like yeah. it'll it'll start to distort in a way that just starts to go off the rails it's kind of um i probably pull liken it to sort of maybe the velvet underground you know it's like they're technically so terrible and wrong but they're so perfect like they're just the most beautiful thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> so so you know they're, they're just about to just you know i want the type to kind of maybe feel like it's just about to go off the rails like you know <laughs> yeah, like a velvet underground song and then but kind of, but goes back on the rails and kind of kind of wobbles in a way like you know, say if there's electronic artists that I love who do that, which is like, you know, Boards of Canada or something like that, where they run stuff through um, digital stuff, through analog, through digital, through analog, and you start playing. So so if everyone thinks like the point of entry into letterpress is expensive, I will have to agree. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I know this sucks. I've been doing it for too long. So I, I, I have a, collected a lot of stuff, but they're like, oh yeah, but I don't have a letterpress, so I can't do the Joker logo. I'd be like, you got a printer though you got and you can just take you if you have a laser printer just with a you know with a copier on top just just keep running it through and just move it around and play with it and just you know see what happens when you start manipulating it through just even a cheap photocopier yeah it doesn't have to be letterpress you know per se um it can be about you know it's almost like um I would never put myself in brain, you know, but equal, but like how we got, how we kind of orchestrated, you know, uh, you know, you, you through, through, um, Roxy music stuff and you kind of, you just kind of like throw it through this process and see what happens, you know, the oblique strategy stuff, you know, where, you know, it's like, what happens if, you know, like, oh, let's run it through all kinds of different sources and see, you know, what, what beautiful things happen. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You know something I'm thinking that you probably haven't even considered. Okay, so so you mentioned that the entry into letterpress is expensive. You need all the all the kit. Um, yep. uh, and since you're cataloging all these letters that you're purchasing, some of them could be like a one-off. Have you ever considered yep. selling sets of scanned prints? Oh, totally. Yeah, I need to get around to that so bad um, well i i i think i i don't think you realize that kind of what you tapped into really by accident that you you have this passion and it seems like you've you've had this passion for letterpress and things made by hand and it feels like you've been cataloging it kind of as a hobby but mm-hmm. you created the joker logo did you do the suicide squad one as well 
that 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 was a uh, actually a um, they, 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 it was a similar situation as the Joker. They, Joker, they were they were they're doing a trailer and uh, they just needed they, they wanted to see you know what I, what you know, we could experiment on. And yeah. uh, I don't I don't think that one got used in in the official trailer. I think they, yeah, they, I remember they, they seeing it their... in your um, Instagram, and I was thinking, was that the one in the film? I, I can't remember. Yeah, um, yeah they, but they yeah, it looked to... really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I guess to experiment. I, I guess what I'm getting at is that. The Joker film was so well known, you could actually become like the person for letterpress typography. And you could just spend your entire life scanning, documenting, and releasing books per set and uh, with downloadable images and charge for it, you know, charge a lot of money because you're spending like all that time sourcing it, printing it. Like you could do a whole load of different versions, like maybe like 20 different versions of A, 20 different versions of B, each one have like slightly, slightly different look and feel. And then that means that if I want to make the Joker logo, I just buy your, you know, set (laughs) of scanned images. Like it's, it's not a typeface. It's just a folder of, scanned yes, images and then i can use that but they're all high resolution i don't need to go out there and do what you're doing you know where you need to go keep sourcing all of the letters getting all the ink getting all the equipment i really yep. feel that you could make a business f- just from doing that off the back of the joker logo well we should talk after this <laughs> yes i think we yeah. should yeah i genuinely think you should do that <laughs> i mean i uh, that's the thing is I, I i i don't i don't feel um ownership to them so i i, I am totally cool with I really do like the idea uh, to open. Um, I'm really into open source. I like, uh, you know, share, you know, the only way to, yeah, but make it, you, you could is... make this your life. Oh yeah. Ma- yeah. Make, like uh, I would pay other graphic designers listening would probably pay for those sets because they're really cool. And you know, if you want to make something quite edgy, there's loads of scenarios that I can think of from film to music, probably film and music mostly, but there might be other cases where people want like, you know something that uh has like a a handmade quality to it and you could use those scans in any way that you want it's not a typeface it's just a set of high resolution scans Um, yeah that is yeah yeah i i I, i've been it's been on my my to-do list to start figuring out how, how i should I should uh Yeah, we can figure out afterwards or we can just record it and then everyone can listen. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, hey, where's that thing? And I'm like, oh my god, they, they won it. We have to do it now. <laughs> well yeah. Um okay, before we get into that, I do have yeah, there, there's there's one more question I've been dying to ask. So letterpress. Right. So I see what you're doing. It looks cool. Um I've seen other graphic designers that's known for this type of thing. They do posters and things and that's all they do now um how do you get into that like what equipment do you need and where do you get it from Ooh, okay <clears throat> actually if you're actually england has it has a strange huge like letterpress um community like uh, when i say it's strange i go I, it's cool it's like there's a um so in england there's like lots of i see lots of people um access to it probably the best way to start would either just you know google letterpress your your in your your city or whatever it's usually going to probably be at um at a, at a college um right. they seem to have been relegated to you know uh a historical uh a historical thing which is true it's yeah you know, but um so like for say for instance here in la it's mostly still you know art center and otis like they have two labs so if you wanted to you know, you could, they have night classes where you can, um, or, or, or weekend classes where you can just go in and start, you know, just take basic, you know, intro class. And that's where, you know, you can just, you, you'll either get bit by the bug or not bit by the bug. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, I don't, I don't want to set an entire, like, but, um, there's a, and there's, um, but if you just want to kind of look at stuff, Daffy Coonan, he he's this um he's this guy in uh, Switzerland, I believe. He actually has some really good Vimeo videos. If you, I think his name uh, it's D A F I K U H N E, and it's called the Daffy Coonan Printing Show. And uh, he's the coolest guy. Like um, he, he's got a really personality, and and um, he's really about 
how, how, how to make Let It Rest more contemporary. So he'll do these really, so he'll just take his laser cut elements with, with traditional letterpress. And, and he does a, it's like, I think they're like, I think they're like 15 minute little shows that he does where he'll like go over a topic. And uh, so if anyone would just first just look at stuff like, and see if they're into it, that I would, I would definitely go check his, his, uh, his, his Vimeo show out to see like, Hey, that, that really sparks some creativity. And then if they, and after that, I'd be like, if you're, you know, if you want to do it physically, you know, like wherever you are, usually it's going to be the local local college art school that has some kind of printing class. Um, or there's usually in every city a um, uh, printing museum. Just look up your your city printing museum. Like here, there's I think there's two in LA and tons in the, there's a lot in the Midwest and stuff. There's a lot of letterpress in the Midwest. Uh, so so that you know. But honestly, if you found them on Instagram, someone you liked on Instagram, just send them a, just send them something. Just, hey, I'm interested in this. You'd be surprised. We're, we're kind of, um, if anyone shows any interest, all of a sudden we get excited. Like, oh my God. Someone yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's a, you know, <laughs> like my garage door is open when I'm printing and, and the neighbors, oh, which is sometimes, cool. sometimes they'll stop by like, remember a couple, like a year ago, this guy stopped by after walking back and forth. He's like, okay, I have to ask, what is this? It's like, oh. Well, let me put everything down, you know, and you just start, you know, just chatting about the topic. And so I guarantee you, if there's someone in, you know, locally, that if you want to go nerd out with them, they would love to have someone to nerd out with. It's, it's oh, pretty, definitely, you know. definitely. And um, also in terms of the actual le- letter sets themselves, I assume yeah. that uh, you are collecting them in some way. Where, where are you getting them from? Is there, are they new or are they old? I'm, I'm not really sure how it works. I've never really well, looked into it so- properly. Yeah, there's so within the last ten years, it's gotten a little um, easier to find new stuff because people are um, are I say easier. I put that in quotes because um, around seventies, whenever they started dumping everything, like all, people, you know, just like they would use they would use wood type for you know, fire, like because it's just cheaper to use that because it became you got photostat, you know, and you know, you know, photo setting and all this stuff, and they're like ah, you know, so. Just like the TD three hundred three, eight hundred eight, and the nine hundred nine in Roland's case, like they, they they couldn't give those away, but now they're selling for twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, the, you, you uh, I saw on eBay an eight hundred eight for like twelve thousand. I thought, well, they, they you know Roland couldn't give those away. And so similar to like in Letterpress back in the day, they're just dumping these things just for scrap metal, and and some people, luckily a lot of people, kind of kept those in the garage and kind of put them. Yeah. And so the old and. A lot of the old stuff I get, they're usually from like eBay um, or or um, there's a couple of people I know who you know like contact me like, hey, do you want these? You know, and I buy it and forth. So once you kind of get into there, um, into that, you know, make a couple of letterpress friends. You'll they'll they'll tip you off like, hey, go check this stuff out. There's some they got some wood type over there, or and and you kind of have to just. I don't have kids, so I I have extra time. Um, so this is my, this is my, um, this is my thing I can spend time on. So, but with, um, then about, I don't know, about eight years ago or so people started, um, there's a couple of people who use CNC machines to, um, to cut out stuff, you know, cut, cut old patterns out. So we found that if we don't have all the full, the full family type family, like if I'm missing a a couple letters, like if I can get a good trace from it, there's a couple people, um, who, who can do actual, who can you know, recreate the, the actual site, you know, the wood type. Oh, so, wow. so, so if I need to, cause like, again, with the Joker, it was like, Oh my God, do I have the entire, do I have the, you know, I was like freaking out thinking, do I have the entire family? Luckily I did, but if I didn't, I could, I could get some, some made by, you know, um, there's a guy in Wales who, who does stuff. And, um, so, so when it comes to that, I, I uh, it's usually just, just, it's almost like, I guess what Aaron Durkin says is junking. So I, I go, yeah. my, I go junking for my, my wood type oh, stuff. So exciting. <laughs> it, it really is. So you can, like, yeah. ah, you can like, it's almost like a scene of a crime. Cause someone will like, if you have a tray, when you go somewhere, someone will like, Oh, there's this tray and you look at it. And you're like, Oh, and then you pull a couple of trays down and you'll find other families that, that belong to it. And you're like, ah, let me put the, let me put the scene oh, yeah. back together. Oh yeah, just like proper nerding out about yeah. it. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, like three drawers three down. Can I have those two? Those go, that goes with that family. So I'm putting everything back together. So, so it, it has a, you know, it, it is fun to put, put, 
as I like to say, putting you know, just keeping the family together. And uh, and because a lot of times there 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 was there is a trend and still is a trend um, to to separate the family and kind of like yeah. sell a letter or two. I'm not against this. Some people, you know, they they frown upon it. I figure I'm like, hey, they like letters too. Um, though I do like to make like. I do like. Oh my God! I want that whole. Fa- I want that whole family. But um, you know, it, it, they are just beautiful on their own. Um, yeah. You just look at them. You're like, ah, oh, there's, you know, there's a hundred years of, of communication that's happening through through the typeface. And, yeah, yeah. Well, it's and, it's nice to see them. I I I always admire it when I see um, images of just you know like a single letter. Um, it's nice to see it in that way rather than just printed out. Yeah. To actually see the the printing block. And and that that yeah, it's like just let it stand in its glory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I think that's a really good place to wrap up the official interview. Uh, cool. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to carry on um, recording, and what I'll do um, for the interview, I'll I'll add a bit afterwards. So I'll leave this in. So people that are listening, I'll I'll wrap this up and then I'll add a bit on afterwards if you want to carry on listening. Cool. Um, but in terms of like the official the official thing with like transcription and everything um i'll make this the end of the interview so chad thank you so much for coming on thank you so Um, much it's been absolutely amazing and um yeah i look forward to sharing this with everybody i think they really enjoy it thank you so much so if you want to hear us discuss business ideas and to access some bonus content just keep listening until after this no closure of the podcast um but anyway if you'd like to go and check out chad's work and connect with him head to his instagram chad danieli that's c-h-a-d-d-a-n-i-e-l-e-y um i'll link to that in the show notes as well for this episode along with chad's other social profiles and a transcription of this interview too so to find the show notes for this episode just head to logogeek uk forward slash 116 and don't forget to go and check out the sponsor of this episode the perfect match and start working on your mood board design again to check out the perfect match head to theperfectmatch.co forward slash logo geek so that's it for today apart from the bonus content coming shortly uh, but i'll see you at the same time next week for another exciting episode of the logo geek podcast Okay, so we carry on talking. Cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll leave this in anyway. I'll just edit it in a way so that if people want to keep listening, they can. They don't have to. Um, I've been writing down ideas as she was talking. So, right. So how I see this, you buy a set, you print it out, you scan it. You can sell a collection of high-resolution scans. You could sell a book of a collection of scans. You could make posters of sets of letters in some way. Maybe you could do the A to Z and make a poster of that. Maybe you could write quotes like that seem to fit nicely with the with the typography. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like inspiring things or just like a word like F off or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. So you can make posters and uh, maybe print them off each time you could do in-person workshops so you could have people book a session with you they can come in and you can show them around the kit that you've got and you can teach people how to do letterpress um you could also say if you want to buy a really expensive crazy expensive set (laughs) you could crowdfund it so that each person that wants it has to pay a certain amount. So basically use maybe Kickstarter or something. And the the Kickstarter will buy that $12,000 set. You get it. You print it all out. And as a gift for the people that help you crowdfund purchasing it, you give them a set, you give them a book, you know, you you give them whatever um, as as like a prize. And then you can continually sell, sell it. You could make so much money from this. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. Yes, I, I haven't thought. Of, I, I honestly, I haven't 
You're doing it anyway. You're doing it as a hobby. Just I know. turn your hobby You're, into a business. It's yeah. No, I just thought about it. it's like oh yeah, I do have all this stuff. I keep thinking you have okay. it. You've got years worth. You you and use I, it I, like I, can't, if, I can't use it all. I'm like I have way too much and I can't use it all. So I'm always just like if. Give me a call. I'll send you a sheet. Let's, but now you're like, yeah, I, I never thought about um, actually. Just create a website, so- release yeah. a collection at a time, um, yeah. do affiliate marketing. So people like me that have a podcast audience community, give me a commission. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll promote it and just tap into the, you can tap into the whole graphic design community just by speaking to a few people. I can connect you with them. You know, people like, um, Jacob Cass, um, Chris Doe, David Airy, nice. um, Will Patterson. There's a whole load of things that you can do with this. You could even do, you know, a whole like, I, I've, I've mentioned about scans. Scans would be awesome, you know, really high resolution scans because they're, they're in such a way you'd just probably want to use them on posters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it, you could do like whole uh, typefaces as well using um using the scans yeah. there's, there's endless stuff that you could do with this and you could really piggyback the whole off the whole joker thing yeah. i would if i was you <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm totally cool with that was it i i i, I do kid i'm okay with doing kids birthday parties bar mitzvahs whatever i'm not a, I, i'm not a, i'm not too i'm not too uh yeah not too uh uh loftier thinking of myself in such a way like, no, no, hey, yeah but anyone... no just turn turn your hobby into a business and yeah. tap in uh, piggyback off the back of this i'm writing everything down <laughs> it's a cool idea it would be really cool and you would absolutely love it because it's it's not work like like when when i was saying that why are you doing this there wasn't really a reason <laughs> it's <laughs> like you do it because you like doing it it's a was it a demons <laughs> by, by demons be driven i guess that would, i would i would say yeah but now you could turn that you can I, I, I'm, I'm not sure how it works in terms of licensing i, I, don't, I guess because you're making prints it doesn't matter yeah um so yeah do that <laughs> turn it into a turn your hobby into a very profitable business and like i said in terms of marketing once you've maybe do one product first which could be the joker character set yep um because i assume uh, i I don't know if the guys have trademarked it now or or anything like that but (laughs) yeah no i don't think they can they 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 can only trademark the the logo as it is said i I can i'm sure i can sell the the actual print itself yeah i guess of the individual letters yeah Yeah. it's your technically your property it's, yeah it's a it's a, you just yeah. and you can just sell a license to anyone that wants to use it yeah but yeah i think that would be awesome um to do that type of thing i know it's it's, it's technically easy i mean other people could just steal this idea but you've done the joker logo <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's like yeah you're right yeah it's like no no there. one can compete with that it's like yeah <laughs> yeah joker logo you can even call it Joker typography, Joker, I don't know, Joker press or something. Yeah, name. That is an <laughs> awful name. Don't call it Joker press. <laughs> Laughing press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is, no I, I, I do need to get on top of that. I'm, I'm, um, well, just start I, simple. Like I said, just do one set. You take something that you've already done, scan it all in, release it as a series of scans, do it as a product. I don't know how much you would charge for it, $50, $50 maybe. Yeah. Um, set up an e-commerce website. They're not, I, I don't know if you're into all that sort of stuff, but... Um, I need to be. Uh, Squarespace is easy to use. I think that's got e-commerce capability. Um, you can do it in Webflow. You can do like your own bespoke thing. Um but yeah, my, my point is you could probably really easily create a landing page for your first product. Um, you could probably use Gumtree. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with Gumtree. I, I know a guy that uses it, Michael at Lego Package Express. He sells his product through that and he's able to use that platform to do affiliate-based marketing. Okay. So basically, if anyone shares the link that he gives that person he's got a whole log of like affiliate payments and he pays each month. And, okay. uh, yeah, I, th- I think you could tap into the whole, um, 
into the whole industry and make a whole business from this. So yeah, you could start off with, you know, just one product and then yeah, just aim to grow it. So first product is just scans. Next one is a book of the scans. You could maybe sell a bundle so you get the book and the scans. You could maybe sell a signed version, yeah, <laughs> like a signed book version that's more. Um, you could do online workshops where you set up the camera in your uh, wherever you're doing the press and you could do like online tutorials. Um, that's another one. Yeah. Um, in-person workshops. If you're going to do in-person, make it really expensive. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I would you pay 200 quid for that if you was really into it and you're taught by the guy that did the Joker Lego? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. because if somebody wanted to learn cheaply, they would do like the online thing. And the online thing, you could probably get like 50 people in. So 50 yeah. times whatever, oh, you know, like 50 quid is a lot of money. But doing the the in-person one, that's a much different experience. And you could give some signed books away or something along with it and yeah. uh, become like a celebrity. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just think it would be really cool. Create a whole business around this. And then in terms of marketing, just keep riding the podcast scene. Do the, do you con continuously do podcasts? Do you get on like Will Patterson's show and get on Christo's show and get on, you know, all of the graphic design stuff. They'd love you coming on. You did the Joker logo. You can't like you can't get any cooler than that. <laughs> and, and, well, I had I had actually Chris was uh, Chris was a I, I had him for one class in school. There were, he was a it was in. 2008 yeah yeah so, so I, oh I, so he already I, knows you oh there you go yeah, okay, <laughs> I, I know these people. if you want me to can if you if you want me to connect yeah. you i've got there i can i can do that i can oh, do cool. intros and stuff so um that'd be great yeah oh, when I have like, why, why are you doing stuff? freelancing stuff and like all this other stuff when you can just do what you love and get paid to do it and you could probably make a a lot of money doing this 